Welcome to my audio podcast. This is a daily devotional with me, Swen, your host. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to a daily devotional with me, Swen. Awesome to be here with you, uh, wherever you're watching from or listening to this. Hope it blesses you. And so we're going to jump into Mark chapter 9, verses 1 to 29, uh, read the scriptures, and then going to share a short devotional thought of what stands out to me and hopefully will be helpful and beneficial to you. And then I would love to pray for us at the end. So Mark chapter 9, let's have a look what's happening in the life of Jesus here. You see, Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than anything an er any earthly bleach could ever make. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let us make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. As he, sa he said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly they looked around. Moses and Elijah were gone, and they only saw Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves. But they often asked each other what asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they chose to abuse him just as the scriptures predicted. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast the evil spirit out, but they couldn't do it. And Jesus said to them, You faithless people. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into violent convulsion and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us. And help us, if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, 
I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with the disciples, they asked, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? And Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. And of course, some manuscripts include and fasting. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I pray that your word would find its way into our heart. Teach us what you want us to learn today, God. And help us to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to focus on the story of or the, the part of this where Jesus heals the boy. But interesting to note, because in this, in, in Mark's gospel, it, it isn't like clear. The Elijah that Jesus is talking about is in fact John the Baptist. How John came to prepare the way. For Jesus to come, he came preaching about the righteousness of the kingdom of heaven. Okay. And so that he did come, he came in the spirit and power of Elijah. He wasn't Elijah himself. But so Jesus and these guys, they go up the mountain. There's this radical and majestic encounter. Jesus is transfigured. And these um, Peter, James, and John hear the voice of God out of a cloud. And then it almost as if nothing happened. And they can't share anything about it either. But all this is happening when they come down. The rest of the disciples have been trying to cast this demon out of this, this boy. And they couldn't. And it comes to Jesus. And I, and I just love the honesty of the situation. I love how the man says, have mercy on us and help us. Like he came to Jesus primarily for help. He came because Jesus was the one known to cast out demons, to set the captives free, to bring freedom for those who are bounded by spirits and heal the sick and all of that. And now what's happening here is he's coming to Jesus because he hopes he, Jesus can help him, but he, but he throws in the, the clause, the um, terms and conditions, if you will. Like he goes, if you can, like help, it, help us if you can. I don't think he was like provoking Jesus or daring Jesus. I think he was desperate for his son to find help. And he would go to any length that was possible in order to see his son get well. But even in that moment, like it's just not that you just, they've never seen people just cast demons out before as easily as Jesus did at his word. And so Jesus challenges the man. He says, what do you mean by if I can and again, Jesus is found challenging faith. That's the big thing. And a lot of what Jesus was teaching, he was teaching the kingdom of God. And he was teaching, come on, have faith, believe God. He says, anything is possible for a person who believes. And I think that's a good place for us to ask ourselves the question. Do we believe that anything is possible, is possible for those who believe? And obviously believe God, believe Jesus, believe that he is able. 
And that's a question I'd love to leave with you today. Do you believe anything is possible if you believe God? And then the guy comes up with this very honest response. And I think this is the response that we, we need to find in the areas that we lack faith. Because obviously what you want to go is, yes, I believe, you know, you can like that. And, and, and I want to be more like that. I go, yes, I believe you, God. I believe you, God. But in the areas that we feel challenged by um, whether we could see something happen, it's that disappointment. I've tried. I've failed. I, I, I can't get it right. I, I want to believe. But I'm just dealing with all this past and this baggage and this hurt. I think when we're in that place, we need to go, God, I believe you can. Help me to overcome my unbelief. Help me to have the, the faith, even if it's the size of a mustard seed, but help me to overcome my unbelief. And that's the work that we all have to do, is to help ask God, ask God for help to overcome the areas in our life where we lack faith, whether it's in finances, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in our own, like change of our own habits. to change our habits, to change certain things like provision, whatever it is. And then, G and then Jesus does his thing and the boy is delivered and it's absolutely incredible. And the, the, the disciples, they gather around Jesus later and they go, Jesus, like, what, what, why could we not do it? And Jesus simply said that this kind of spirit, in that sense already meaning that there are different kinds of spirits, evil spirits, but he was saying that this kind can be cast out only by prayer. And some manuscripts say, and fasting. And I think that's a, a condition that we probably have to find ourselves in quite regularly. That there are some things that are going to require more than a daily devotional. There are some things that are going to require deeper prayer and a hunger for God and a like a spiritual warfare kind of moment where we're going to fast, we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God, where it's the, the working out of the miracle. It's the, the working out of the warfare, and it's, and it's praying and getting on our knees before God and praying through something until it's, we see it done. And I want to encourage you with that, and I'm going to end it there so that we can pray into that. But I want to encourage you to lift faith or to ask God to help you to overcome unbelief, number one. And number two, that we would find somewhere in our life, in our week, month, or year to take time aside and to fast, even if it's just a little bit and something small and only a few days or one day or a meal or something like that, just so that we can condition ourselves to be sensitive to the Spirit of God and that we may find ourselves growing in confidence in God and praying. And the funny thing is when you're fasting, you always pray more because you're so aware of what you're missing, whether that's media or food or whatever that whatever it is you're cutting out, your prayer life goes up generally. And so what an amazing thing that when you have to battle something or when you believe in God for something, to take some time to fast. I actually feel like that's a challenge for me to fast a little bit more than I have been and I know I should. And so, yeah, out of this, that's what I'm going to take away. Find a way to fast more regularly. Well, I'm going to pray for us. God, I thank you so much for your grace and I thank you for how you lead us by your word. Lord, where we fall short in our faith, 
where we fall short in believing you. Help us to overcome our unbelief because we believe you, God. And we want to believe that anything is possible if a person believes, believes you. And so, God, we want, to, we want to be a people whose faith is on the increase and overcoming unbelief. And, Father, I pray that you would help us to see spiritual breakthrough in our lives, that we would fast and pray according to your leading and to see things come to see things get a breakthrough, Father. Breakthrough finds, breakthrough in relationships, breakthrough in our relationships with you, God, that we would get hungry for you to move in areas that we've accepted. No, God, we, want, we don't just want to accept areas. We want to see breakthrough in areas. And so we ask you for your help. And maybe today it's just hearing your voice. Maybe people just need a breakthrough in that. And I ask you to release that to people. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thanks so much for watching and listening to this. Hope it's helped you and benefited you in some way. And I'll chat to you again in the next one. God bless and take care.